Hello and welcome to the Cat Maste Chronicles podcast. We have exciting, interesting and powerful stories from pet owners about their projects, businesses and ventures. I'm your host, Michelle Adams, founder of Chatty Cats Care, London's professional cat sitting company. Join me as I dive deep into conversation with pet owners to chat about their individual journeys and of course, their beloved pets. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. Hello and welcome to episode 40 of the Cat Mass Day Chronicles podcast. This week we are joined by Nova Barton. She is the founder of Nova Coaching and a trained laughter yoga leader. That's right, laughter yoga. I can't wait to hear more about it. Nova lives in the Rhonda Valleys in Wales with her son, dog and five cats, who we will hear more about later on in the show. Since the onset pandemic and following being made redundant, Nova has been leading laughter yoga classes online via Zoom with several classes a week. Laughter yoga has so many benefits, including mentally, socially and physically. So it's the perfect antidote for our current times. Nova also offers coaching services with a specialism in addiction and dependency behaviours. I'm so intrigued to find out more about Nova and the services she provides. So without further ado, thank you so much for joining us today, Nova. I've introduced you briefly already, but if you could tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself, that would be amazing. Brilliant. Thank you, Michelle. So yes, I'm Nova and um I'm currently sitting in a very unusually sunny South Wales and we've been here for around about four years now. Moved here from Hampshire, although I'm originally from West London. Um, I've been working in substance misuse and criminal justice since, well, for around 20 odd years now. And I've wanted to to work for myself for, for a very long time, but never quite had the guts or the gumption maybe to to step out of my comfort zone of of having that monthly paycheck and and having all that security until last year when the project I was working on a research project and that was due to finish on the 31st of March last year which it did and um, Fortunately or unfortunately, it meant that I didn't have the next job to just walk into as I I had done previously. So it put me in the position of fulfilling what I'd wanted to do, but not quite had the guts to do. So I I was able to set up on my own and um, set up a coaching business and start providing laughter yoga classes online. So, which we'll we'll talk about a little bit more in a little bit. Um, yeah. So, so I've, yeah. Basically, in a nutshell, that that is me, really. Yeah. And you know what? That's amazing. Um, that you, you know, when you were talking about not having the guts, I think that's just a common feeling amongst a lot yeah. of people, actually, myself included. Like you kind of need to take it's like a leap of faith really like you're oh, kind of just totally jumping 
Yeah, you're kind of just jumping off a cliff and hoping for the best. But I believe that if you're really passionate about something, then it will work. Because when you're passionate about something, you love what you do and it doesn't really feel like work. So then, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's the best way to kind of start, really. Well, that's it. And it's it's something that I... I've always encouraged other people to do mm. is is push themselves past that that comfort zone barrier that we all have. Exactly. And um, so, like many people, when you're when you're encouraging other people to do things, you're less likely to maybe do something similar yourself. So, mm. um, yeah, best thing best thing I've ever done, I think. Oh, that's yes. good to hear. So far, who knows what's next? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Onwards <laughs> and upwards. Exactly. <laughs> um, but let's crack on by talking a bit about what laughter yoga is, as I'm sure quite a few people mm. are probably wondering, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it instantly makes people laugh when you just <laughs> say the words laughter yoga. People people just start chuckling, which is wonderful. Um, so laughter yoga is a couple of weeks ago, it had its 26th birthday. So um, it's it's come of age, definitely. It was started in Mumbai in India by a GP called Madang Kataria. And um, he was wanting to find a different way to to cope with the the stress and anxieties that come from working in in quite a chaotic city such as Mumbai and, and other cities around the world, obviously. And he was finding not just his patients were coming to him more and more with with ailments and and things that were related to to stress. And and he himself was suffering as well. And he wanted to find a a better way to to deal with this rather than just prescribing things to to people all the time. So he, he read a lot about laughter and saw that there was benefits in it. And he took himself off to a local park and started laughing in the park and pulling people in to to laugh with him and he saw that these people were on a a daily basis coming back to laugh with him and he saw that there was changes and he began to to take it a little bit more seriously and to to devise exercises so people will will likely be familiar with with yoga as we know it and and there's three main elements which are a focus on your breath, a focus on mindful meditation, and a focus on exercises. And so the difference with laughter yoga and yoga yoga is that the exercises in laughter yoga are around laughter, predominantly around laughter. There's a lot of gibberish, a lot of clapping as well, and um, lots of nonsense, to be fair. But it's absolutely incredible. And it's it's a very odd thing because we don't laugh yes. enough. We yeah. really, really don't laugh enough. Um, if I remember correctly, the the average adult on an average day laughs 18 times. Some people don't even get that high and other people laugh a lot more, which is wonderful. But when we're when we're children, it's it's in the hundreds that we laugh yeah, each day absolutely. on average. Absolutely. Because we're we're so much more in touch with with ourselves and with our surroundings and and everything else that's going on, that we feel free enough to just giggle if we feel like giggling, whether something's funny or not, really, and we're we're able to do that. But as you 
as you get to your teenage years, you start becoming so much more self-conscious and it becomes important to us, doesn't it? How, how other people view us. Yeah. And so yeah. we, we stop, we stop laughing and we stop having that innocent fun with, with ourselves and with everything and everyone around us. And, and it all gets locked in. So laughter yoga allows that to come back out again. And it allows us to, to just release. And we get lots of people having an overwhelm of emotions and, mm. and we have tears and we have lots and lots of laughter, but people, people just feel overwhelmed with emotion because they're suddenly able to release all this pent up laughter and laughing in a group is one of the most amazing things. And, and we'll probably all, if we think about it, have noticed since we've been in lockdown and very isolated from, from people that we're not laughing anywhere near as much as we would have done yeah. before. So if we're out with our friends or our family, we laugh together in a group. But if we're at home on our own, even if there's something very funny on the telly, we don't necessarily laugh out loud. We mm. might kind of acknowledge that it's funny and maybe have a little titter, but not, not a full out laugh like we would if we were in company seeing the same funny thing. So it's, it's absolutely incredible. And the, the benefits are endless. They're, they're so good. It, it helps with anxiety and stress. It helps with pain management as well because of the, the endorphins that are released help mm. with people to, to manage and control their their pain as well if they, they have conditions with chronic pain it it helps us socially in in building relationships and feeling accepted as well because it's it's very much a basic instinct is to is to laugh um it, it helps build our immune systems as well because when we're when we're happy and all those feel-good hormones are, are running around our bodies we get more robust and can can fight things off. So, so another reason why it's amazing to be laughing during this time as well. Yes. Honestly, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm like nodding my head at everything mm-hmm. you're saying. Like, yeah, yeah. this is why I'm the family clown, because I love well to make everyone laugh. <laughs> and it's so true about the group, like laughing in a group. There's no other feeling, really. It's just amazing and you know what it is for me as well I laugh at laughs like I find laughter so funny like you know people have different kinds of laughs oh gosh if I ever meet someone with a funny laugh I'm like I'm gonna be friends with that person for life it just It always go to the the person with the laugh the loud loudest laugh in the bar Yes, (laughs) absolutely. I'm immediately attracted to any kind of like loud or funny laughs. I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to talk to you. I need you in my life. (laughs) Can you just send me a (laughs) of you laughing so I can play it? (laughs) Like, that's wonderful. It's it's it is just so needed, and I think it's something that we definitely all be missing throughout the last twelve months. Really, yeah. Unless you've been coming to my laughter classes, yeah. then you haven't been missing it at all because yeah, you've, yeah, been, yeah. you've been getting it. <laughs> oh, 100%. I think I need to join. <laughs> you do. 
No, but this is another reason why I work with children as well, Nova, because like you mentioned, I'm so glad you said that because they laugh so much. And it makes me think of, you know, when you play peekaboo with babies, mm, and oh, they just want it time after time. You could be doing it for hours and they still find it funny. Like, I know, it's, it's insane, isn't it? Because it's like <laughs> the least funny thing ever. Yeah, it's... <laughs> But it's there like to dogs when you go out of the door and come back in again straight away as if you've always been gone. It's the same yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that about them. And I think it's so important to tune into your inner child and to be silly and not to be Gosh. so serious in life. And I'm like the biggest kid. So this is why working with children and cats was just like my perfect <laughs> life because I couldn't imagine any other I couldn't imagine myself in a serious role to be honest so um mm. yeah sounds like the perfect job for you <laughs> well done and thank you yes. thank you um but just to get back to some kind of serious chat I would mm-hmm. really um like to go back to before um you discovering laughter yoga because I would like our listeners to really understand how much it's helped you. Um, I recently Mm -hmm. read your Breakthrough Trauma Collective article featuring your story, and I feel like it's so important to share your story, especially as, you know, domestic abuse has been on the rise recently. Um, And if you're comfortable, um, it would be, you know, amazing if you could tell us a a, a little bit more about your own kind of story. Sure, sure. So, um, yeah, I've always been quite a strong and together and independent woman and and that kind of thing from quite a young child. Mm. And um, so I guess I was one of those people that never thought in a million years that that I would be in a situation where where I was being abused by Mm. by someone. And so. for many years, I don't think I really realised what was going on. And, you know, with the benefit of hindsight, which which we were all blessed with, mm. I can I can think back on, on things that happened and know that that was, in fact, the beginnings of, of abuse, which which escalated over, over several years. So I met my ex-partner um, in 2003. And we very quickly, it was a whirlwind romance and we we very quickly fell in love and moved in together and they moved into my place and and life just kind of became a couple and we we just kind of did everything together and and things things became things were wonderful. I thought they were they were fantastic and it went on for for many years, but I, I didn't really realise because I thought all I needed was was her. Mm. And so my friends kind of went to the wayside and it didn't it didn't matter because I was so wrapped up in in everything that was that was happening and it was it was marvelous that I, I didn't notice that that had happened. I didn't I didn't notice that my my finances we were suddenly having a joint bank account although she still had a bank account but I only had a joint one and lots of things like like that that I thought were perfectly fine which until things changed and things were fine we bought a house we we moved 
area completely. So I was completely away from from everybody that I knew. And um, so it was 2009. We had a, a civil partnership ceremony okay. and everything was wonderful. And then one day, about two months after, after the ceremony, things changed and, and changed quite dramatically and became really very ugly. And so the coercive abuse, which I hadn't really been aware that I was, I was receiving, yes. changed into violent and, and verbally aggressive abuse. And um, because that switched so quickly, mm. I, was, I was very, very taken aback by that and um and didn't quite know what to do it was like the the rug had literally been ripped from under my feet and and a great big hole opened up underneath and and the whole world just suddenly imploded on itself really and um so life was very different and I I didn't quite understand what was what was going on and I think because of the years prior to that I'd I'd been very nicely groomed (laughs) into being this this lovely little obedient person that Mm. kind of hung on their their every word and whim that I and I no longer had the support network to to reach out to and and everything suddenly was was gone and things became quite violent and I just kind of accepted that that was that was how things were um we we finished being a couple but continued to live in the same house for for the following three years oh, wow. with with the abuse continuing because I was always kind of hopeful that it would go back to how it was prior to to it flipping like that mm. and um so it went on for for quite some time and it wasn't until it involved my son that that I I really stood up and and saw what was going on for what it what it actually was and what it was doing what it had done to me and what it what it was obviously affecting my son as well and so the police were involved and um finally I managed to to get myself out of there and and get my son out of there and and move away. And um, it still continued for a while because I still didn't have my own financial freedom. And um, my wages were going into the joint bank account and she was taking my wages straight away. So it it was very hard not to be in debt. There was loans taken out in my name and and all sorts of financial things. And then one day, I think it was three years after, I I had a call from someone to say that our house was on the market and she was trying to sell the house without me knowing as well. And um, so I think it was finally when the house did sell, that that was the real end, the cutoff to to the abuse happening really and we're able to separate finances and and things like that so but I 
I continue to to be impacted by it for for many many years right up until this year really when when I had the the treatment with the the breakthrough collective um and so I was I was having I was having terrible nightmares I was having flashbacks and I I'd always worked with vulnerable people and and I was I was getting people coming coming to see me at work that were suffering from PTSD and they were telling me what they were going through and I'm sitting on the other side of the table thinking well I'm going through exactly the same thing that you're going through but I'm getting you the the help and support that you need and I'm I'm not doing anything for myself because I was so Michelle I was so embarrassed and ashamed that it had happened to me because I wasn't that kind of person so and and people around me even when when it was in the middle of it I'd be going to work and I'd have I'd have a black eye and and that kind of thing but nobody nobody thought that anything could be happening mm. because I I didn't present as as a victim, yeah, and was able to to do that. I I'm guessing you can hear my cat shouting I behind can. me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I've mentioned her. She stopped. That's good. She was done that ages ago. Yes. <laughs> no, but um, what you did was an incredibly brave thing, and. To step away from such a hard, to even just go to work, like and and be strong and and help other people, even though you're going through the same mm. thing yourself, is like I can't even imagine what what that's like. Um, it was a very um, strange world. It was as if there was there was two two people living yeah, the same yeah. same life, really. Yeah, exactly. Like you have one role, the the kind of work professional role, and then you have yourself. I think that's the case for a lot of people, actually. I'm sure it is. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you don't see those red flags, you know. You don't see those red flags at the beginning, and and it feels like Mm. it's, it's fine and it's normal, and maybe there's like a slight element of denial, in the whole situation as well Mm. um but yeah so it seems like after you know experiencing the trauma you decided to have um rtm um can you tell us a little bit more about that and and how that works and what what is that so rtm is reconsolidation of traumatic memories okay um which is a a fantastic treatment I can't recommend it highly enough because it is incredible so so it works on a similar kind of well I guess on the same way that NLP works which is neuro-linguistic programming which is Mm. more well known I suppose but it it's it's difficult it's difficult to (laughs) describe because it's it's bizarre and if if and that you you just it shouldn't work at all. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's quite a, it's like magic. No. But the wonderful thing about it, Michelle, is that you don't have to. So if you if you're suffering with traumatic memories or, or post traumatic stress disorder, yeah, the last thing you want to be doing is is telling people what's going on for you or, yeah. or why it's going on and going back to that trauma because you spend 
the the majority of your life trying really hard and putting an awful lot of energy and time into avoiding triggers to to the trauma and the the memories coming back and and that kind of thing so the last thing you want to be doing is telling people your story like I just have yeah so I okay, a few months ago I'd never been able to do that and, mm. and nobody knew okay, okay. I, I've not really shared that until I've shared it recently wow so it's the the RTM you don't have to tell your story so it makes it really really safe for people to do that's amazing yeah but it it works so quickly and it works so safely and and easily Mm. I think it I had three sessions in total but really the first session had solved it for me wow okay and and it it's the sessions maybe two hours yeah okay I mean I know I'd I'd suffered for for years and years and and then within a couple of hours it wasn't there anymore which which was just absolutely mind-blowing yeah for a start but I had so much time as well and my and clarity I think clarity is is a really good way of describing suddenly what I had it was like all the all the horrible nasty bits in my my brain had been removed and just filled with with nice yeah nice spring-like things it's incredible and the the amount of time I then had that wasn't filled with being pulled back to to things that had happened or avoiding words or sounds or or all sorts of things when you're when you had a a traumatic time with a partner with a a life partner Mm, everything because that's if you've got um ptsd from I don't know the battlefield then it's it's things that happen on the battlefield that are going to trigger you or things that are like that so bangs or, or whatever but when when you've suffered with um domestic abuse it's domestic, so everything, you know, a cup or putting the kettle on or, or running a tap, anything. Everyday life. Yeah, it's so, so all of those things constantly have to be on your guard. But RTM gives you life back. It's, it's incredible and it's, it's just so, so safe is the, the most important thing, I think, for, for people that would consider going and investigating it and, and having the treatment themselves it's it's the safeness of it yeah, because you, yeah you don't have to you don't have to share anything that you don't want to at all because you do it from your own memories and they just take you through the process and back and forward through the process so you're going through it a lot yourself but it's contained and it's it's safe and also I was able to do it online as well which oh, was fantastic so it was over zoom Okay, so completely okay. safe because I could have just shut the laptop down had I had I got too stressed yeah, or something. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. So is that something you would definitely recommend then? To- oh, hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, if it you know, and the unlikely event that it didn't work, you're not going to lose anything because you haven't put yourself in yeah. a stressful yeah. situation. Exactly. And it's yeah. 
and and it it works it's incredible well it sounds like for you for sure so mm. that's just I love hearing things like this um and and breakthroughs because I think it is so difficult and it's such a difficult topic as well yes. and um so many people you know experience this in their lives um and yeah, I guess, like you said, it's it's the easiest people looking for the easy route and they don't want to be confronted by those bad memories or, or maybe, you know, talk to somebody they haven't met before about such serious, you know, issues that they might be experiencing or have experienced. Exactly, exactly. And that that's traumatic in itself, yeah, having to yeah. constantly relive things. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Wow. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Um, whilst working in a community recovery service in Ber- Berkshire, um, it was where you discovered laughter yoga. So can you tell yes. us a bit more about how you came across this? Well, do you know what, Michelle? I have absolutely no recollection of really? how I ever heard of laughter yoga. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'd, I'd read an article or seen something on on telly I know it's it's been on a lot of tv programs this morning's had people on doing it and and lots of other kind of shows shows like that and yeah it's it's been featured in in any travel show that's kind of gone across India as has had a bit of laughter Mm -hmm. yoga in it and and that kind of thing so so I probably caught it somewhere and and it was kind of at a time when we were looking so I was working in substance misuse service in in Reading yeah and um we were looking for for different ways to support people to to not just maintain their recovery but to also work towards their recovery as well okay and and so we were putting on lots of different kind of workshops and groups and and things like that and um I suggested laughter yoga and um, suggested that I should go and get trained for it, but um, there wasn't enough in the budget to, to get trained as as the as so many statutory services mm. uh, are cash strapped, aren't they? So, so I came to a deal with with my manager that I would pay for the the training if she would allow me to do it on work's time. So it was over a weekend that we did the training, okay. but I, I had time off in lieu, so that was that was fine. And I went off and I did I did the training and which was an absolute hoot. I don't think I've ever used that word in a sentence before, <laughs> unless I was talking about owls, maybe. But um, yeah, it was it was absolutely great fun. And um, and I really got to explore laughter yoga, explore my own inhibitions to, to doing things like that as well. Mm-hmm. So because you you <laughs> you have to you have to let let go. There's a wonderful my favorite laughter yoga exercise which which I'm not able to do at the moment because obviously we we can't do laughter yoga in person anymore yeah but my favorite one is a laughter meditation so everybody lays lays down with their head on the next person's belly and then everybody just laughs (laughs) it's going to be a long time before we're able to do that at all isn't it so is but, it like you're in a circle? And so, then, yeah, you're kind of in a circle of, yeah. of people with heads on bellies. Oh, my God. And and so you, you're you not just feeling your own laughter, but you're feeling somebody yeah. else's laughter. Mm. 
through through your head, but also through your belly as well, because yeah. a laughing head is on your belly too. And it's it's amazing. <laughs> it's incredible. And it's, it seems so bizarre talking about that now because it's been so long since we've had any any kind of external human touch at mm. all. So <sighs> but okay, so that that wouldn't because I'm not particularly a huggy type of person. Yeah, or yeah. Actually feely type of person. So mm. So doing something like that was completely out of my comfort zone at the time, but yeah. because you're being instructed to do it, you kind of go along, don't you? But it it's wonderful. It's such an incredible experience really? to to experience laughter like that, because that's that's not how how we generally tend to experience laughter. Some people might, I guess. Yeah. But it was it was brilliant training and then and then I took it back to the service in Reading and we started offering classes and um people would come along and um be quite reluctant and quite skeptical yeah. about it yeah. staff and yeah. service users alike yeah. really and but then people just got on with it and and did it and and I, People, people that are in addiction, mm. and when they're entrenched in their addiction, they don't they don't have a lot to laugh about. Of course, and and they, the further they get into their addiction, the further removed they are from from their communities mm. and and society, and they they almost become untouchable and unseen as well. Mm. So, hundred percent. So being able to to do something that's that's incredibly interactive there's so much eye contact in mm. in laughter yoga as well and and some physical contact as I've just described and and that kind of thing so it really humanized them yeah. as well as them getting the laughter and something that laughter and, and maybe drugs have in common is that you get quite a, a quick fix with with laughter just as mm. you would with with a drug in that you start laughing your brain releases the endorphins mm. straight away and so you feel good straight away which yeah. which is a, a brilliant thing for for anyone to experience but when you you haven't been experiencing that as a shared experience it's incredibly poignant and important to to do so it was absolutely wonderful to be able to to do that with with everyone in in the groups and it was it was fantastic and and people that you would never dream of would come along and, and stand there and scowl and then before you know it they're they're laughing and joining in because it's pretty impossible not to laugh and join in do you know what I'm so soppy I've got tears in my eyes because I can actually <laughs> picture <laughs> I can actually picture like I can just I visualize everything and I just know how powerful it is and 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 like mm-hmm. when you spoke about humanizing people and oh, and, and so and, important so important yeah yeah 100 yeah, um and laughter is just so infectious as well like when you oh, gosh, person, yes. then it just everyone starts and then I don't know not everyone believes in it but I'm a firm believer in energy and I feel like you know when you kind of have that laughter there's so much good energy that is just in the room almost totally there's been some fantastic experiments done where people have gone like a small group of people have gone onto something like a tube train 
and and just started one person starts laughing and then another of the group further along the the carriage starts laughing and and then once the group the small group is laughing then everybody else even on a london tube train will start laughing as well because <laughs> because nobody really knows what to do other than to join in and laugh yeah it's true it's so true. infectious and that's yeah. the best place to do it because usually everyone looks really what? miserable miserable they're on yes. their phones <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh this is something that needs to happen all the time definitely. like definitely <laughs> it would be amazing okay. next time you're on one you need to start it oh i think i will definitely the mexican wave of laughter oh it's needed it's needed <laughs> you know now things are getting better i'm you know hopeful onwards and upwards for our situation and yeah as soon as like things start to slowly open back and oh gosh, yes. when we fully kind of like you know nearly recovered from it hopefully I Mm -hmm. want to go out and I want to just laugh with a bunch of strangers in the street brilliant Brilliant. on the tube on the bus how wonderful is that (laughs) it's wonderful because I think it's it's going to be sort of laughter yoga and quite looking forward to to doing it outside as the weather gets better yeah I think that's that's going to be more possible than doing it inside for the foreseeable because because laughter is going to be similar to singing where you're you're pushing mm-hmm. your breath out further aren't you so mm-hmm. yeah we probably be outside or a long time before it's inside yeah sadly um but lots of changes have happened you know so what has been happening with you and um how are you delivering the classes now I think you mentioned earlier that you're doing it on zoom I am yes yeah, yes yeah. so so like I I described it's it's an incredible physical activity and yeah. um but it's in saying that it's also access completely accessible as well it's one of the few activities that absolutely everybody can do old or young mm. and, and whatever your your physical ability is yes you, you can you can still join in because we all have that even even if you don't have a voice yourself you can still mm-hmm. laugh in in some way and experience the the joy of a group mm. laughing mm. so so I I kind of saw that that it was obviously something that people people I'm sorry I might be sounding a bit funny because I've got a cat who's <laughs> rubbing her face all over my face while sitting on my shoulder at oh the moment. my goodness so, yeah so um yes and she's she's licking my face as well oh, um yes so I was I thought you know this everybody's going to need laughter yoga during during these few weeks that we might be locked down as we were all thinking this time last year and um but can laughter yoga be done online and so I got together a group of, of friends and family and and we did it and it worked and it worked really well so so then I started offering classes out further and um yeah, it's been it's been an amazing year. I've met some amazing people through through laughter yoga and and laughing with them via Zoom. Oh, brilliant! And um, I know people have people have booked onto classes from Marrakesh and wow. and Toronto and all through Europe. It's it's been incredible. Whereas if I was just doing them locally, it yeah. would be just the local people. Which there's no just about the local people. They're they're amazing, but. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible to think <laughs> that that I've I've brought people together from all across the globe to, to laugh and yeah. and speak complete gibberish to each other. It's incredible. And laughter has no language. 
Well, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that that's that's key to it as well because it, it is truly an international language, isn't it? Yeah, Africa, yeah. It's fantastic. Oh, I'm so pleased to hear that. And it's so nice that you've been able to connect with people from all over. Mm. We're all in this together. We all need it's, it. It's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. And I do I do one class a week to, to a group of visually impaired people. We do it via a conference call on, on the telephone. Yeah. Which again, I was like, oh, so that's even taking it one, one step further oh, away from, okay. from the being together in a, a room. Yeah, but it's it's an incredibly great learning for me in in making sure that I'm really descriptive in in the exercise and in describing the exercises so that they can do it on the end of the phone, which is oh. which has been amazing. It's been an incredible year. Yeah, yeah, and you've it's been an awful year as well. But it's yeah. Been yeah. incredible. It has, year. it has, it has been an awful year, and you know, there's no justification to you know people who have lost lives or. Oh, but at the oh, same time, man. you know, if you can make something positive out of this situation, then, you know, this is the best time to yes. do that um, and to help people. Because, like, as you've mentioned, so many people are probably really suffering right now of loneliness, you know, mm-hmm. depression. There's so much going on and a lot of people are isolated. So having yeah. something like this on a weekly basis it could make the world of difference and I'm sure oh, you've helped so many people and you know people may not have even said it to you but you know you've probably helped loads of people so what you're doing is fantastic well I hope so I hope so I've definitely felt the benefits yeah and um my my son comes to to some of the gl- classes oh he's um he's got mental health issues and, and yeah. learning disabilities and he's it's really helped him through through the last 12 months in, oh, in being, being isolated as well. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Because he's is he a teenager? No, he's he's 26. Okay. So, um, yeah, so he's, he's yeah, a big man. It's the element, it's sorry? The, it's the social element that you miss. Yes. Yes. He's a young adult. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's 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 really, really helped it helped him and opened things up to him as well. And he's He's much more confident now. Oh, brilliant. Oh, how lucky to have a mum as a, a laughter yoga teacher. That's amazing. Yeah, and he's also he's also my biggest fan as well. He, oh, he tells everyone and tries to get his friends to come and, and things. That's sweet. So it's, that's yeah, so it's lovely. It's lovely. Oh, it is lovely. Um, I know you also offer additional coaching services uh, with your specialism mm. in addiction and dependency behaviours. Yeah. Um, Yes. For example, what does the sober um, coaching sessions include that you have? So my sober coaching sessions is is very much a a full wraparound service, really, for, mm-hmm. for people that, that are in addiction. So so I offer them support to set their goals and and work towards their goals and support them to do that. But I also work with family members as well so so their loved ones and and close friends or family members so that they get kind of a, an education in in what it means to to be addicted to something mm. is that quite often you'll find that people people that aren't in addiction themselves they get their information from from things like soap operas or or other TV shows and newspapers and, and things like that. So it's not strictly true, the information that they're getting and 
you'll you'll find families that want to pour someone's alcohol down down the sink or something yeah. which which could be quite dangerous um so it's about educating people but also giving the the family members support as well so that they can they can then in turn support each other in order to get the best results for everybody when when the person's achieved their goals at the end and and working towards that as well so that everybody's supported and no one's left out because it's it's so important it's so important for all of us to have support networks and and to to have that in a, a really functional way that it is supportive rather than you know, sort of supporting someone to to stay in their addiction or to try and force somebody to to stop being in addiction so it's it's yeah so a full wraparound service and also you know if somebody needs to go to rehabilitation i i'm there to to take them to it because you might want to go and pay to go and and all those things but getting yourself there is a another matter because it's a it's a huge step so there's the the preparation work to to get a person there getting them there and through the door so that they they're settled in and being for the being there for them at the end when they when they're discharged and and going home or going to wherever they're going to next being there to get them safely there as well is uh, the key yeah yeah and i'm sure that the families or or friends involved are so grateful for that support and service as well it's so important because often you hear about services that support people with addiction and dependency behaviors but then it's not a wraparound service like yours it's just focused on them and then when they go home they have to deal with you know a lack of understanding from Mm. your friends or people around them and also also the the people around them haven't had if they haven't had the support then they're they're very it takes it well it takes an awful long time for someone that's been in addiction to get the trust of their their family back but if the family's been with them cohesively through the journey then that's much more likely to to happen at a much quicker pace than than if they haven't because otherwise people people just don't believe that people can change yeah. and there's been so much hurt that mm. yeah there's a lot of lot of emotions so if they're dealt with at the time that it's happening <laughs> rather than left and mm. and yeah so the the family ends up staying together more often than not if if they have support as well yeah so important so important um, I know that you also offer life and career coaching. So mm-hmm. who is this for and what is included in that um, package? So it is for everyone and everybody should probably engage a, a life coach mm. to, to some degree because it's it's great just having somebody to, to listen, to be a discerning ear and to, to help you shape your, your next move in life. And um, so it's it's different from from counselling. It's it's much more proactive and and gets you to set yourself goals and gets you to your goals in order to be able to set your next set of goals. And it's I think it's something that that younger people now are, are much more aware of and much yes. more aware of the the need for and yes and and more engaging engaging with because they, that's. That's how things are for them. They they get that. 
and so older people not so much mm. but but it's definitely for everyone and career coaching if you're if you're looking to change your career if you're if you're currently out of work through the pandemic or or whatever then having a little bit of career mixed with life coaching gets your confidence up and, and gets you gets you to where you want to be next really it sounds brilliant about unsticking people and moving them forward yeah and sometimes people just need that accountability as well somebody that's Definitely. holding them accountable for Definitely. whatever they're doing whether it's you know job hunting or mm. just putting things into action exactly exactly okay brilliant um I know we recently spoke via email and you were telling me that you were doing a laugh-a-thon for oh, Red Nose Day um, <laughs> to raise money for comic relief. Uh, this yeah. sounds brilliant. Can you tell me a bit more about the laugh-a-thon? So, yes, um, Friday the 19th, we, um, myself and um, a good friend now, I think after spending the 12 hours together, <laughs> yeah, um, Sue Allsworth, we... we um, ran a 12-hour laugh-a-thon live streaming on Facebook. Wow. Um, which was fantastic. So we we had a, a live, well, an open Zoom link so anybody could come and join us and try and make us laugh. There was lots of really awful <laughs> jokes that weren't funny at all. Um, there was um, somebody challenged me to a laugh off. Laugh off. It's very hard to say. Oh, like a and, dance. Um, well, yes, yes. So we we laughed for twenty minutes and fifty five seconds. Wow, which was extreme, and I think I'm still <laughs> suffering a bit from yeah. that now. Um, and we we did some very very funny things. Um, we haven't finished collecting money yet, but we're we're just over the four hundred pound mark, I think, with with the target we well, with the amount we've got at the moment. Um, we, we did a wonderful thing. We um, we both bought each other a fancy dress costume and had it sent to to the, per- oh, the, the other's house. Yeah, which was brilliant. And we we said when we get to two hundred pounds, we'll open our our mystery packages and put our costumes on. And so we got to two hundred pounds, and we opened our packages and went off camera and came back on wearing identical lobster costumes. No way. Yeah. You bought yeah. the same thing. We bought the same thing, which was just I we we got it off of, off of Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are thousands and thousands of different fancy dress costumes there. How we managed to to pick. We've we've only ever met each other on on the internet. We've we've wow. never actually met in person. She Sue lives in Kent, I live in South Wales. Yeah. We've never seen ourselves below below the shoulders really as so many people <laughs> over the last 12 months yeah. haven't seen each other and um so we had no real idea of of our shape or size and we were both lobsters for the rest of the day Brilliant. which was hysterical really yeah of course that's hilarious and like <laughs> you never would have thought like what? that you would have ordered the same thing How? like there must be some kind of connection that you guys have because I don't think we'd ever talked about lobsters I don't know what it was it was it was very odd well clearly lobster costumes are the funniest costume (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) that is brilliant I love that Um, hilarious 
Are you able to share any success stories from any of your kind of service users? Of course, without identifying them, but it would be great to hear, you know, how yoga, um, laughter yoga has helped people. There's there's one story which which really stands out for me. I was working in in Winchester Prison, okay, and um, which which is a, a prison in in Winchester, obviously. <laughs> well. Not necessarily, obviously, but it's a it's a male prison, and um, men of all all adult ages and backgrounds and all sorts of different crimes are yeah. there. And um, I was running some laughter yoga classes, and you get these great big guys that you know spend a lot of time in the prison gym and and stuff like that, mm. coming in with their heads down, kind of resenting having to be another group and is it worth me being out of my cell kind of faces and um they'd be walking around the room being penguins and laughing as penguins and and all sorts of bonkers stuff and um clearly looking at each other don't you tell anyone else that this has happened kind of thing and then one day I was walking back through through one of the the wings after a class and I, I glanced across at an open cell door and there was a guy standing in front of his sink. It was just inside the door and they had a, a tiny little rectangular mirror above their sinks. And um, he was standing there practicing his laughter in the mirror to himself, wow. which was a complete defining moment, really, that it, it really did work because yeah. his door was wide open it didn't have to be and he was just standing there laughing at himself in the mirror <laughs> which was fantastic and he he would never he would never have done that before yeah. it was it yeah. was a really it was a really lovely moment and that's that's the the one moment that really sticks but that you know you get such good feedback from from people that that have mm. come to the classes and people that come repeatedly to the classes because because it's opened up something very different for them yeah and, and people that have struggled kind of in social situations and and things are now quite happy to to sit and have an imaginary conversation in gibberish in front of a a zoom call full of people it's it's incredible yes oh it sounds it it sounds it and that's such a nice story thank you for sharing that because yeah I think it's a huge part of it could be a huge part of rehabilitation Mm. so I think yeah it's the way it's the way forward we all need to laugh more (laughs) um I guess some people listening to this um, who may be thinking about getting some laughter yoga classes may have some frequently asked questions like, do you need to be funny or have a sense of humour to take part in yoga laughter? Laughter you yoga. Do not. Okay. You you can say it however you want to say it, Michelle. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't you don't have to be funny at all. And and you, you I, everybody has a sense of humour, don't they? I, we yeah. we all have quite slightly or quite largely different sense of humours, but yeah. we all can laugh at things. And and your brain can't tell whether you're just going through the motions of laughing or whether you're truly finding something funny. Your brain will still release the 
the same endorphins, whether you're faking it or whether it's it's for real. Wow. That's so interesting. I never knew that. Yeah, I and it it won't, you know, you can so the exercises you're told how to laugh and what kind of laugh to do or or whatever. So so you just you do the exercise. Yeah. But yeah. it won't take you very long before you're laughing for real anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's it's such a bizarre yeah. such a bizarre thing. If you if you came in late to one of the, the classes, you you'd be quite concerned for, for our health, <laughs> I, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's 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 fantastic it really is and you're I I often say to people come and try it you don't mm. even have to turn your camera on or your microphone you can sit there with your camera and your mic off and people people do that last night somebody somebody was doing that and but before long the microphone came on and they they you could hear them joining in oh, and then not long after that the camera came on as oh. well and they they felt if everybody else was yeah. able to yeah. to be this unguarded that that yeah. they were as well and yeah and it's it's fantastic it it's really a safe is. space oh completely completely because everybody else is in exactly the same yeah. position yeah oh brilliant so you've kindly offered our listeners one free laughter Ooh, yoga class. yes can you yes. tell us a bit more about how to redeem that and how to get involved so it's via eventbrite and um i advertise all my classes on eventbrite so you can come and use the the code that i've i've given you um on eventbrite and get yourself a a free taster of of what it's what it's like to be in one of one of my laughter yoga classes yes. <laughs> I think it's something everyone needs to experience oh 100% yourself as well Michelle. oh 100% I'll be there <laughs> I'll be there I'm laughing already we're not even I know I know I'm not I don't know why either of us are laughing I don't know why just like you said the word laughter it just makes me laugh right yeah <laughs> um brilliant so i'll link all of those um links and the eventbrite um link in the show notes so that people can click on that and get involved um so yeah that sounds like fun um but now moving on to my favorite part of the show which is pets so can you tell us a bit more about your life and journey with pets so far gosh so yes I think I've always always had pets from from a small small child to to now. Um, I've had dogs and cats and the odd rabbit or, or mouse and had rat at one point and lots and lots of different types of pets. So at the moment we have my elderly dog Lexi, who he's a he even though he's called Lexi, mm. and um, he is twelve and a half now. He's been with us since he was he was three years old, and um, he wasn't socialised very well as a pup. So he's not very good at being a dog. Really, he doesn't doesn't play with toys or fetch a ball or or anything like that like a normal dog would. He's only in the last couple of years started to to be impressed by being offered a treat and and things. Nothing really did it for him before. Other than the cuddle, he's always loved the cuddle. He's a bit of a, a lap dog, even though he is a Newfoundland Mastiff cross. So he's not a lap dog. 
as much as he'd like to think is a lap dog. <laughs> it's um yes, he's are they he's really big? rather large. Yes. Yeah, that's he's, what I was gonna say. He's about because he's because he's old now, he's lost he's lost a fair bit of weight in the last year or so, but he's probably still about 60 kilos. Oh wow. When okay. when he first came to live with us, he was 83, which I believe is around about 13 stone or something. Oh so wow, big boy. He's a, he's a bit of a, a large fella, but he's yeah. um, as with all large dogs, they have absolutely no idea of their size. All oh, small dogs, even small yeah. dogs think they're giants, and oh, big yeah. dogs think they're they're tiny little lap dogs. So yeah. he is quite often to be found trying to sit on my lap. He loves a bit of laughter yoga as well. Oh, I bet. Which um, doesn't always go down very well because <laughs> um, it seems to trigger not just him, other dogs as well. So some oh. people that come to the classes that have got their dogs around as well. Yeah. It seems to make them overly amorous. And I have to be really careful of where I position my camera in the room. Really? Because he likes to start humping the sofa behind no. me. So, um, <laughs> and because he's so big, <laughs> you can't really not see it. So it's. Oh it's, my um, God. <laughs> that would just send me I'd end up like exactly exactly (laughs) but I've had a few people that have been quite horrified oh no (laughs) oh no that's that's I I think it's hysterically funny yeah hello I'd rather he wasn't doing it to the sofa but um I suppose rather the sofa than my leg because uh, yeah, yeah as well yeah oh yeah so so yeah that's that's Lexi who um yeah keeps looking at me you know I'm talking about you don't you and then and then I've got the five cats so we've got Sydney who's 24 yeah who's um we're pretty sure he's gone deaf now yeah or, or suddenly got selective hearing I don't know oh bless but he's he's got. Not only does he seem not to be hearing us, but he shouts really loudly all the time now. Aww. So um, so we presume he's gone deaf, but he still runs around the house chasing toy mice and, oh, brilliant. and plays with the kittens very loudly. But um, so he's, he's he has no idea that he's old, do they? Then they, yeah. they, they just live their lives in the moment, don't they? Which, yeah. is, which is wonderful. Oh, yeah. Who wouldn't be a cat? Exactly. And um, yeah, so he's he's lovely. So he he came originally from a a pet shop in in Hounslow West. Okay, twenty four years ago, and wow. has has travelled all the way to to South Wales. He's lived in many different different houses. Amazing. And, um, yeah, and then Tiger Lily, who's currently perched on my shoulder like a parrot. Oh my gosh! Who um. Is lives up to the the name of Naughty Torty, and she's a tortoiseshell oh. and very naughty. And so she's not just perched on my; she's just laid down. So my arm is having to <laughs> be stuck out at a right <laughs> angle for her to lay down on. And I'm in an incredibly oh. uncomfortable position now, but she's purring away and and is very happy. Oh. Tiger Lily, <laughs> I don't know, don't know what she's not quite right because she she doesn't like to go on the floor. So when she's in the house, she she either walks over the furniture or travels between pieces of furniture that she can't jump on the back of somebody else. So she waits till a human passes so really? that she can she can get to the next space that she wants to go. <laughs> That's so funny. And um, 
yeah, so she's she's a little bit of a an annoying character at times, especially when she jumps off the top of the, the fridge onto yeah. your head when you're not expecting it and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Quite often. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but she's um yes, she's she's very funny. When she was when she was a tiny kitten, I used to let her go to sleep in my hood. So I think that's partly oh, responsible yeah. for it. But yes, she got heavier, which wasn't so yeah. much fun. Yeah. Exactly. And then we have Morgan, who um, is, again, quite a, an odd character. <laughs> it's just obviously something to do with me. So Morgan, no. Morgan is, what is she? She's 11 now. And she, um, since we've been, we've been in this house three years, and she's, she's hardly ever come downstairs other than to eat or to, to leave the house. And she just kind of lived on my bed. And we, a couple of weeks ago, we got a new cat tree. And I put it together and she hasn't really got off the cat tree since. And she's just claimed it and she's downstairs with, with us now, which is lovely to have a, her downstairs. So that's that's good. And then we have the two little ones who are both eight months old, Stanley and Sophia. And um, yes, they're very lively kittens who, um, yes, keep us on our toes. And they're also really, really loving kittens as well. They love a cuddle. So. Oh, cute. Yes. yes. And they all get on? Do they all get on quite well? Well, Morgan, Morgan doesn't like anybody. Oh, okay. Myself included. Sometimes she'll <laughs> let me stroke her, but most of the time she just hisses and spits at everybody. Oh. <laughs> Tiger Lily doesn't like, you don't like the kittens, do you? No. Which is, so it's quite rare that she's she's spending this much time sitting on me. Yeah because the kittens have obviously gone to sleep somewhere else ah. and she's able to come out. She found an opportunity. Yes. Um, yes, so she she doesn't... She, she, they're just scary, aren't they? They just run around too much. Yeah. You don't like that, do you? Aww. Yeah. So that's that's my wonderful, wonderful menagerie of of cats. It sounds and, wonderful. And they... they are lovely and and you can't beat having a pet can you they're no. they're fantastic and yes they don't judge you exactly <laughs> well, cats sometimes can be a bit judgy, yeah. Can't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah they but they're still you. full of love yes yes they are exactly. in their own little ways yes <laughs> <laughs> um since moving to the Ronda Valleys which sounds amazing um oh, it's- beautiful yeah what is the environment like there and the word you know valleys alone is telling me it's green <laughs> luscious and the perfect place for your pets to thrive do they love living well <laughs> well i i'm sitting in in my my living room at the moment and and my view out out the window is is of mount a mountain wow but the mountain the mountain's kind of yellow at the moment because it's it's mainly covered in heather which which hasn't come back to life yet Okay. So so it will be purple in a few months' time, which oh, will be beautiful. beautiful. And um, so we're we're kind of in a bit of a dip on the mountain. So so the mountain goes up straight up behind the house as well. Oh where wow. Where it's just kind of forestry, lots of lots of pine trees. But it's 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 wonderful and you know, yeah. there's fantastic walks everywhere and but mainly uphill as well, which is um you you don't I don't think I, I ever appreciated how flat the southeast of England yeah. is in comparison to, to here. Yeah, yeah. But it's um 
it's it's fantastic. Sadly, sadly, Lexi, my dog, can't really do long walks anymore because his hips aren't aren't quite up to it. He just oh. likes to stand and look at the view. He just yeah. just stands there with his face in the wind, oh. and his ears flapping, and just enjoys staring at the view. Oh, but the cats, the cats love it. Do they? And, um, yeah, yeah. So we we get lots of lots of um, little presents brought back. Yeah, I was going to say you must. Yes. Oh no! And, and we've got we've got sort of because Lex Lex is not very good with with other dogs, so I tend to try and walk him at times when other dogs dogs wouldn't be walked. So yeah, yeah. Quite often walking in the dark and and there's okay. owls flying. Wow. Flying at us, which um quite interesting. Never yeah. I thought I was seeing an angel the first time I saw one because it's just wow. this great big white winged thing flying at me. But yes, no, amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's making me no think no crazy. hour is is the same looking at the, the view is know, because the the way the sky changes the colours on, on the mountain and, and oh. it's, it's fantastic. But when you've lived for a long time so when when we first moved into this house we lived in a, another house on the other side of the mountain okay for the first yeah. year that we were here and then we moved here and and it snowed and so I was outside taking loads of pictures yeah and and the neighbors were going what are you doing <laughs> it snows every year yeah this is my first it's amazing look how beautiful and they're looking and not not seeing it because this is yeah. what they've seen all the time yeah they're used to it it's so stunning. I can imagine. Ah, yeah. I need to get to Wales. <laughs> we're not letting you in yet. Yeah, we're not letting you in. We're allowed to to go out and and take a holiday in Wales from tomorrow. So, oh, brilliant! Very exciting. That's we're good. allowed to have our hairs cut. Oh, nice! A lot of things that you guys aren't allowed to do yet. Well, thanks for rubbing it in. <laughs> Thank you. <Welcome. laughs> oh yeah but it's just yeah I can't wait for this to happen and to be able to to travel again Mm. yeah and I can imagine like you said you know your pets have helped aid you know your own sense of well-being oh gosh yes 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 although sometimes sometimes it feels like the opposite yeah um, (laughs) (laughs) well clearly wouldn't be without them yeah Um, they're, they're incredibly important to, to my son, as I mentioned before. Yeah. He, has, he has mental health issues and, and learning disabilities. Yeah. And his autism as well. Yeah. And yeah. and the cats in particular and, and Lexi as well. But they mean an awful lot to him and, and help him through his, his darkest moments as well. So it's, yeah. Yeah. That's Especially lovely. the kittens. Yeah. And they can sense things. Animals are so sensitive to our emotions. And I just find that incredible oh, yes. about them. Mm. Yes, they, yes. Yeah. Oh, they, they totally are. Yeah. Oh, well, that sounds like a perfect little haven. I'm so happy for you that you've got somewhere beautiful. And oh, and me. Yes. Your son. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Oh, no, my cats are mountain cats. Yes, exactly. Oh. <laughs> Well, do you know what? It was 
so nice talking to you like I'm not even joking I've had a smile throughout most of our conversation I've laughed like a lot and it's just been yeah an amazing conversation that I won't forget so thank you so much well brilliant thank you so much for having me as well it's been brilliant talking to you thank you well have a lovely rest of your day and goodbye thank you and you goodbye Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We have some amazing guests on the show who share such invaluable advice, stories and inspiration. Can you do me a favour? If you like this podcast, please could you rate, review and subscribe. This will help us reach people who can benefit from listening. Another way you could help is if you could tell a friend who you think might enjoy this podcast too. See you next week. Goodbye.